Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Put your hand up if you have not watched the kids' animated movie, Happy Feet. Have not. Okay, so let me encourage you this week to try and find some space and watch Happy Feet. I think there's one and two Happy Feet. Lots of music. Yeah, it's real fun. But let me just say, without spoiling, I just want to give you a, a, a wee bit of a context of, as to why we're using Happy Feet as the opener for my message this morning. So, son, so these are penguins. Okay, Happy Feet is about a bunch of penguins uh, in the Antarctica. Son of Memphis and Norma, little sweet peng- penguin Mumbo uh, has a big problem. What's the problem, you ask? Thank you for asking. He cannot sing a single note. Yeah, one, someone with a heart there. In a world where everyone needs a heart song to attract their soulmate, Mumble feels he doesn't belong there. Yeah, our hero Mumble is the worst singer in the world, but he can tap dance brilliantly. So if you can't sing, or if you think you can't sing, I hope you can tap dance. I have a friend uh, um, who, who can't sing to save himself. Um, he's awesome. And one thing he does really well is he cleans really well. So I'm like, bro, that's a gift. Like, you can't sing, but you can clean. And when he cleans, oh, you don't know what clean is until he cleans. He, it's a gift. It's a gift. Happy feet. If you can't sing, dance. If you can't sing, dance. You know, the world, we're so, we're so accustomed to a lot of barriers. A lot of barriers, uh, you know, in history we've seen that even in the color of your skin means that there's a barrier for you. Uh, most recently, you kind of see that the, your education or your religion can become a barrier. Your upbringing or the pain that has happened in your life can become a barrier. I want to declare to you this morning that no matter what barriers have been formed up against you, you can dance. So this morning, even if you can't find the words to say, shout. Everybody can shout, even people with sign language. Do you have your Bibles with you? Refer to Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. And this is the account of Moses encountering the living God speaking from the burning bush. We'll start at verse 3. If you want me to wait, say wait. You're clearly not using your phones. I get a bit lazy if I've got my phone. It's just push buttons, it's right there. But to have the real thing. (laughs) Go back to the index to find Exodus. All right, so have you got it? 
All right, so Exodus chapter 3, reading from uh, the NIV and um, starting at verse 5. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to a far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. How many know when there's fire, it has to demolish and destroy, but this bush is not being burnt up. Verse three, so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. The Lord, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Verse five, do not come any closer God said, take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And this, at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 13. In the New Testament, John chapter 13, verse 1. And this is the account of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. It was just before Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Verse 2. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son, um, and son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all these things under his power, and they had come from God, and he was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel and wrap, that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, oh, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered in verse 10, those who have had a bath need not wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. Verse 11, for he knew that he was going, who was going to betray him. And that was why he said everyone was, everyone was not clean. When he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I've done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Amen.
Amen. We ask the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. Jesus did what he did to the disciples by washing their feet, already knowing that Peter was going to deny him, already knowing that Judas was going to betray him. But here's the thing. Even though he knew that, he chose to be a servant to, his, to his, even his own disciples who were his students, people who followed him. What would it look like for you at work on Monday as if you got there and your boss was sitting at the board table with a basin of water and calls the staff in for a staff meeting. Meeting. Hey, everybody, come in, sit down. You all sit down, and he says, take off your shoes. Weird? Yep. Take off your shoes, and he already knows who's going to be late tomorrow. He already knows who's going to pull a sickie. He already knows who's already applied for a new job. But he chooses to wash your feet. That's kind of like a modern context to what's just happened. Is the boss who knew everything about his disciples still chose to do what he did. How many know we are called to be servants, not slaves? You're called to be a servant and not a slave. Whenever we operate from a slave mentality, we are doing it because we have to. We are doing it because we are paid to do it. Whereas if we were to do the same task from the point of view of a servant, it means that even if you don't get paid, even if you don't get a thank you, it's about you making a difference. It's interesting uh, in our church context when we have you know, pack in, pack out, we're kind of doing all our things and people are in and out and we're always setting stuff up and packing stuff in and pulling them down. We've become really good at that. Um, if you don't know this, uh, this church doesn't just happen automatically. Newsflash, yeah. There are people who turn up here early on a Sunday morning and they prepare this auditorium and the foyer, and the kids' rooms, and all the other. And it's prepared to serve you. It's done to serve you. So that when you come to the house of worship, it's ready. Yeah? Come on, you got quiet. Don't get quiet. You see, when, when Jesus chose to be a servant... He wasn't thinking about receiving thanks from his disciples. In the Old Testament, the word servant was never attached to slave. When you were given the role to be someone's servant, like Joseph in Genesis, when Joseph was given to be servant of Potiphar, he had the rule, he had Potiphar's back. He had the rule of the whole household. 
So it wasn't, yep, he was brought out of slavery. But when you become a servant, you actually have the back of the person that you're serving. So it's not about, oh, it's like picking up after your shoes and do you want me to carry that for you? It's not about being a slave. It's about I am close enough to this person to make sure that I have their best interest at heart. For those of you that served this morning, what you did this morning has been, you've communicated that you've got our back. You've communicated for getting up early in the morning to come and set up this place. You've communicated, I've got your back. What if we were to see our servanthood in that light? Come on, mums at home. What if you were to see your duties as one of servant rather than slave? Come on, those of you who go out to work, men and women, what if you were to see your role as servant rather than just slave bringing home the bacon? What if you were to see yourself as a Christian, as a servant rather than a slave? Because slaves complain. Slaves have this, this accent, this language, that if you're around slaves long enough, You're going to hear it if you're around slave mentality people. <laughs> you're going to hear just whinges. Man, it's never good enough. There's something's wrong. Da, 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 da. And that is the sound that's coming from the world. When you hang about slaves long enough, you become one. When you're a servant, you attach yourself with like-minded people. Like I said a few weeks ago, 33A, when you repent, you go up to the penthouse and you see the world from penthouse point of view where the bugs and the mozzies from level ground cannot hit you or, or bite you or whatever, right? So when you hang about servants who see the world from this perspective, all of those kind of nibbles and, and bites and stuff of that do not affect you. Servant. There's a Hebrew word that, that is used for uh, servant, and just because we've been <laughs> at Shane Willard, I just want to pop in there a Hebrew word, okay? <laughs> it's called sarit. Sarit services suggests that the servant serves an important person that's close to them. So when you sarit, you are saying, I'm calling honor and I'm calling favor and I'm calling blessings over the people that I'm serving. Sarit. Isaiah 52, 7 says this. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, and who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, the nation, your God reigns. Beautiful feet. Do you know that actual people in the world today 
who are foot models. Their feet is worth thousands and thousands of dollars. It is actually insured. So forget about the rest of your body. Insure your feet. It's not very common today, other than if you're in the West Coast, whoop, whoop, um, to see people just walking around bare feet. It's uncommon. I know that for me, I know at camp, you know, church camp in February, gravel, I lift my shoes over there and I've got to just walk across this like five minute, five meter bit of gravel and I'm just like, Jesse's like, ah, oh, you're so soft. I'm like, oh man, I, I came from Fiji. We walk on hot coals. Not me. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news? I want to ask you a question. How beautiful is your feet? How beautiful? When was the last time you actually took your shoes off and you exposed your feet? <laughs> um, feet come in all different shapes and sizes. And smells. Some feet used to look like feet at their baby dedication. And then as you grow in life, stuff happens, man. Are you like me? Maybe you're not. This is not, I'm not, okay, health and safety. Reese, close your ears. <laughs> Have you ever mowed your lawns bare feet? Just me? Just me. Just me. That's good. We're going to delete this from the recording. Um, something happens when you mold your lawns with bare feet. You turn green. Yeah. That's interesting. That's just a fun fact. When you expose your feet, you expose it to the elements that are around you. Right? Did you know, Ben, you're a physiotherapist. Did you know that your feet is like, has got like over 8,000 senses on it? And it is probably the most sensitive part of your body. So if you would have bare feet and someone would just come and scratch it, you'd react, right? And so when you're walking, no wonder it hurts when you walk on gravel, man. It's because it's so sensitive. How sensitive are you to the needs of the people around you? Because so often, I have more lawns with these boots as well, okay? It's just if I'm lazy to go and put them on, I just go bare feet. Because <laughs> sometimes we live our lives like we've got gumboots on. It means when I wear these, my feet won't get dirty. It won't get wet. I'm not going to tiptoe on anything. I can 
walk through dog poo. But it won't get on me. How many of us, this is something you're going to wrestle with today. How many of us have gumboots on? How many of us have steel caps on? Soft around the edges. Hard up front. So what people meet is this hard guy because it's, you're protecting yourself from pain. And then given the right moment, given the right environment, you can just chill and relax and be yourself. The Bible says in Isaiah 52, 7, it says, run with the good news. When we go for a run, we don't wear this, right? You have to wear, this was used ages ago, so. You have to wear the right type of shoe for what you're going to do. This is my Sunday shoe. Actually, I should put them up here so you can see it. That's my Sunday shoe. It's my favorite shoe because it's just easy. This can also be my mowing shoes. When I kind of feel gangster, I'll, I'll wear that. Um, when I was flying, I wore them. So I haven't worn them for like ages. I don't know whether you can see this. Um, so I've got these shoes as well. That when I started in this role, that was my Sunday shoes. I'll just put that there. So this means that on a certain day I wear this pair of shoes. I used to wear them. If I need to go for a run, these are really light. Um, I can wear them, get them wet. Just a bit of casual stuff, hang out with friends, I'd wear that. When I'm really casual, I'll wear that. And, 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 and this here, actually these two, these two pairs of shoes represent for me my past. And dare I say, for some of us, we're still wearing our past shoes. Here's the thing that'll drop on you. Your feet are the things that carry the good news, not your shoes. It is your feet that is connected to the fenua, to the ground, that allows you to feel things. When we choose to put different pairs of shoes on, depending on our environment, it actually puts us out of touch with reality. And so often, if I were to wear this to work, I have my work brain on. 
And it's not until you get an event like we had this week where we literally take shoes off and we relate to people just with our humanity. Because shoes can represent religion. How many know religion kills? Religion confuses. Religion Religion can sometimes inflict fear. But if your feet are beautiful, like Jesus has had the audacity to touch the dirty feet of his disciples and wash them, if he saw that, that they are worthy enough to have clean feet, I don't know why we keep walking out with dirty feet and dirty shoes. We are to proclaim peace. We need to proclaim peace into our city. We run with the good news, we proclaim peace, and we bring good tidings. It's awesome to have you hang out because you bring good tidings. We're not just kind of like, woe is me, baptized in vinegar Christians, where it's just like, oh, I just don't like it how they say that. Or, you know, like sometimes we feel like we're being straight up and you don't have to be. Sometimes we try and be honest, but really we're trying to be hurtful. Honesty is laced with grace and love. Honesty is not your opportunity to let the bazooka out and fire at anyone. Pardon that. Honesty is an opportunity for you to take your shoes off and relate to people. So these, on the other side, represent my past. This represents the dirt that I have to deal with. And so I put on special shoes to do that. This represents good health. This represents work. This here for me represents my friends. And this here represents, I don't know what that represents. Maybe my culture. Funny because that's made in China. This is not an advertising for Adidas. But I just think so many of us have boxes of new shoes for a new season that we've been too afraid to open up. That's a prophetic word for someone this morning. There's new shoes that you know you've been given, but you're afraid to put them on because you're afraid of what people would say. You're afraid because your past says you can't, your upbringing, whatever that is. I've had this pair of of shoes since before Christmas. 
and I have not worn them yet. But this, just yesterday I was weeding, doing some weeding around the, the yard, bare feet. And God reminded me of this box of shoes. You see, it had been made and it was sitting in a warehouse and I ordered it online and someone delivered it to me. I took it out of the outer package and it just sat in our wardrobe. And God just reminded me that, hey, there's a pair of shoes in there that you have not worn. I just feel in the spirit this morning to, to say that we, we are in a new season of what, is God, what, what God is doing in our city and in our lives. Some of us have been given prophetic gifts, apostolic gifts, and it's there waiting for you to take hold of it and open it up. For some of us, you actually need to unwrap it. And you might actually have to put it on. Not so that it just protects you, but it protects us. It protects our city. It protects your workmates. It protects because you are carrying the good news. The shoes we now put on is not the type of shoes that will just shut everyone else out. But it exposes the good news that we carry. Does that make sense? How you choose to move from today makes a difference in eternity. You are in this room not by coincidence. You are in this room because it's been an ordained time that's been set for both you and I. And so God is not surprised. Neither is He afraid of your choices. But this morning, I want you just to take a moment and just consider, don't take your shoes off, but just consider, when was the last time I actually felt? When was the last time I actually loved? When was the last time I actually gave peace and good tidings? When was the last time I actually let God do a work in me because you have old shoes and I keep these with my other shoes just to remind me of all the things I've done in those shoes I never wear these so if you want a pair of black shoes come see me but you know, the many lives that were touched at 40,000 feet in the air. The many nations this has trod. Sometimes we treat the message as if it's cheap 
sometimes we treat the message of the good news of Jesus just as some cheap carbon copy that we pick up from somewhere. But this morning, come on, can I encourage you? Just remember you have in you deposited the good news of Jesus and His love for people. Can I encourage you to take stock of why we have different protection, why we wear different types of shoes. Is it there to protect you? Or is it there to protect others? Is, there, is it there to build people up? Or is it there to build you up? The ground that you are standing on is holy. In Ephesians, as I close, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verse 10, you'll, you'll remember that it's about the full armor of God. And later on in verse 15, it actually says, after it gives you all of the other bits of the armor, it says, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Your feet fitted with the readiness to proclaim the gospel. So we know that our feet is there to give good news. Your shoes are are fitted on you because it fits you and no one else can appreciate that pair of shoes like you can. So don't try and wear someone else's shoe. Wear your own shoe. Think about it. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Whatever your size is, wear it. Come on, how many received that this morning? Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 